Welcome to the Unlock Podcast. My name is Phil Franks. And I'm Krista Franks. We're your hosts, co-founders of Allen Key, lifestyle designers, entrepreneurs, authors, and parents. Each week, we bring you real conversations and stories and in-depth interviews with inspirational people. We share meaningful strategies so that you can create and live your version of success starting now. This podcast is all about lifestyle design. It's about unlocking you and all of us. We're grateful you're here and eager to share the keys to the full life that awaits. Let's go, friend. Hi. Hello. Okay, so the topic we have today, I was inspired in the most recent Renegade Accelerator session this past Friday with Amy Jo Martin. She has, you know, 30 women that she brings together on Fridays for two hour sessions. And we were talking about intellectual property and something she said just sparked an idea for me. And it uh, was about ROI and the idea of our ROI and how it, it, it inspires us or maybe just guides us to make decisions in our lives. And the traditional definition of ROI is return on investment. It's something that you and I are very familiar with and have talked a lot about in our, you know, tenured business career and then also in our family life. And it's something that we've talked a lot about. And I think a lot of people make decisions based on the idea of what am I going to get back financially? What am I putting in financially? What am I going to get financially back financially? What sparked in my brain then was this play on that acronym, which is return on intention and how you and I have experienced the benefits of that return on intention. So when you actually make your decisions based on the intention and what you desire that return to be, what we've experienced when we put that intention first and what frankly, what all of our clients have experienced is that the return is way more massive, way more meaningful, way more life transform transformational than if we're just focusing on that one metric, quote unquote, investment. So what I said last week that I sent over your way, and now I'm interested in your thoughts on it and your kind of riffing feedback on it, is I said, return on intention is greater than in turn return on investment. And I'm interested in your thoughts on that. I love this topic um, because it is kind of a construct shatterer for me. And I love those topics um, because traditionally, like you said, ROI has been very focused on money. It's been very focused on what I put in financially is what I get out. And you've like, maybe you hear this in like management and leadership too, where people are like, what I, what I put into my employees or my teams is what I will get out and the output there. And I, it, for some reason, like as I think about this topic, those those mechanics actually sit below intention. They sit they sit in the middle and in the in the integration and the how and the strategies in terms of how you're going to do stuff. Especially if you think about like investment strategies, right? Like if you're going to put your money somewhere, you're going to invest in somebody, you're going to angel somebody, whatever it might be, or something you're thinking about like the mechanics of that outcome, but there's a level higher and that level higher is the intention. It's the return on that intention. And 
you said this earlier before we started recording, and I think it's really, really strong to say here on the podcast, but uh, and bold. But I think that we're using our life as a case study. When you're doing that, when you're when you're putting those intentions out there and you're creating those things first, and then you're going down to that second level into the how, into the integration, into how these things are going to work. Those things will follow your intention, right? So how many – we've had numerous cases of people who have engaged Allen Key, gone through the programming, um, and been in – I won't say turmoil, but I'll say change, transition. And some of these people are you know, in the midst of career shifts or in purpose shifts, whatever it might be, family shifts, all of the above. And they're getting really grounded and really for the first time – defining that highest level. I think last episode we called it the 30,000 foot view. And after they define those things, it's very, very fun to watch and a wild case study and testament to see and hear feedback from these individuals personally about how the middle layer then follows, right? They're getting promotions quicker than they ever have. They're assuming more money on their, on their salaries and things like that. Um, more than they ever have and unexpectedly, right? And I think a lot of that is because you become aligned with the thing in the middle layer. You become aligned with the work and the everything that you're doing. And so those things follow the energy. They follow where you're going and they follow the direction that you set in your mind and your heart. I'm going to go this direction. I'm going to, I want to feel this way. This is what I'm, what I'm looking at long-term and so the the middle layer really then begins to to follow the track. And I, I think about this a lot, and we talked about this in a different episode, when we were talking about work, specifically career, and how much gravity that is. If you think about your life visually, and I use visualizations all the time, if you think about your life as these pillars, right? If it's you know family and friends and love and career and work, finances, wellness and health, right? All these things. And they're different for everybody in terms of, you know, how they may be integrated into their own lives. But when one of those things goes out, right? And a lot of the times it's work, right? Work is the gravitational pillar that tends to go out and create the wake. If you think about a boat going through the water, it creates the wake and then everything behind it starts to follow it. Whereas when you go to that 30,000 foot view and you start to really define a lot of those things for yourself, returning on that intention, I almost visualize those things moving in unison, right? Those pillars are moving through the water in unison and creating equal wake as they're, as you're moving through life. And so things can, can follow it without getting rippled by the waves where everything else is defined by the waves that are cast from the work pillar that's out in front typically. So I love this topic because the return on intention is what has created in our own lives, the return on investment in a lot of ways. It's a really good perspective. And I actually appreciate that insight that in our lives and in so many of the clients that we work with and friends that we've seen go through this process that, their, you know, their life magnifies the meaning of their life, the feeling, how they feel in the day to day, all of that magnifies while at the same time they're getting those very practical, logical, 
uh, culturally based returns that we so often kind of focus our mindsets on. And I agree, you know, money and career, they are not all of life. They are a part of life. And uh, that's what I love about our intention setting framework is that it allows every, f- every component of life to kind of work together. And what I've experienced and when I think about the return on intention is those everyday moments. And we've talked about this on a previous episode. But those everyday little moments when you stop and pause and you realize, wow, what I'm doing right now is a direct return on the intention that we set and then designed ourselves into. So for instance, today we're outside you and I on a Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. working out. We were present with our boys when they woke up. My dad was here hanging out with them. Our family care partner is here then taking over and making sure that they get breakfast and get fed and can get ready to go for their adventures for the day. And you and I are investing in our long-term health and well-being outside in nature, doing what we love, moving together. And the return there if you really think about it, to me, it feels like it's under a magnifying glass because it feels so profound. It's like, wow, it seems like just such a quiet, quick little moment, but really what's happening is so meaningful. And and because of, you know, we're focused on the shared experience together, our loved ones, our health and well-being. And then we came back in and we did, we're doing work and we, we're going to do work for the rest of the day. But that one little moment was like this just profound experience that allowed us to feel, at least me, feel so deeply about how we've designed our lifestyle around those intentions. And I think if you actually think about this topic, I mean, one of the words that comes to mind for me is currency. And I've been saying that a lot in the way that I'm writing and journaling and posting, talking to people lately is is currency. And I think when you when you think about those little moments that you mentioned are, are happening every day in our lives, it's because we've distributed what currency is, right? A lot of, a lot of us that aren't, that aren't doing this work or aren't thinking like this, and this was us before, we're very focused on the, the smaller corner of currency, right? Like money, maybe time, but money is a big one that's in a corner. And when you think about that, like that drives, it's that pillar out in front again. But when you distribute what currency is across, you can get returns on that currency's investment. So other currencies, right? For us, time, like time is the biggest one, right? So we are, our lifestyle has been defined in a way that we get to wake up. And for me personally, I've mentioned this before, I get to wake up as a father and make breakfast and I'm not rushing my kids anywhere and we're not rushing anywhere. They see me, you know, making food and in the kitchen with them. I have them for the, for half the days on our days where we have split days. I'm sure we'll talk about that on a, on another podcast in terms of our, our schedule and stuff like that, that we've created based on our intentions. But those, that time with them and then the time to do things like work out, like we've created this entire system based on our intentions that we're able to get distributions to essentially. We're, we're getting distributions from our investments to these different buckets. So we're saying like, wow, it's uh, whatever time it is, 1130 and I've already gotten an hour of physical movement in today. Cool. I just got a distribution from my currency of wellness and longevity of health. I got to wake up with my kids this morning. Boom, I got a distribution 
of family time and connected time with my children. Now I'm recording with you. Boom, I get this distribution of connectedness with my wife and collaboration in our business. Like all of those things really begin to matter if you think about the currency and how those things are more than money. Energy is another one. Energy is a big one. How do I feel every day? You know, I feel really good working out and getting my day started like that. I feel really good doing these recordings with you because these things are going to, going to make my energy rise. And that's going to be a thing that I monitor and we do monitor. And so I look at these currency buckets much differently now in my life because of this work where I'm now investing into those buckets to get the return on that intention. I'm so glad you said the energy thing and uh, the reason why I was smiling when you were talking about getting your day started was because you were basically sharing your reality that you do get your day started around 10 a.m. or after. And your energy, because the idea of, well, sure, everybody can start their day with a workout, but you are not the person to wake up at 4 a.m. to make sure you get your workout in before I wake up or the kids wake up or yada, yada. Your energy is so much lower in the mornings, so much higher by 1030 at night, which I am so on the opposite schedule. But you stay up a little later. You have your creative time then because that's a high a high time for your energy, your creative, your creative juices flow at that time. And then you sleep in a little bit. And so a workout at 10 a.m. Is, or 11 a.m. is very normal for you. And that's a, a return on your intentionality around your energy. So you're still getting, you might go to bed late, but you're still getting sleep, which is a big non-negotiable for you. And then you're waking up and you're spending time with the boys and then you're getting your workout in. And sure, your day might not get started until 1130 when it comes to work. But that's how you've designed your day and how we have kind of collaborated to make sure that you have the freedom and the flexibility to make that happen. Mine is different. I've designed my day so that I'm going to bed at 1030 at night, getting the sleep that I can as long as the boys don't wake up and I'm waking up and feeding Paxton. And then I'm up by 6.30 and reading and writing and meditating and getting my slow energy for the day. But it's such a good point to talk about how that distribution can work and that it is energy and it is emotions. It is your health and well-being. It is money still. It is time. All of those things you can get return on. And so when I think specifically and very practically about how we how we do this and attack like a very action-based way on a day-to-day or on our big picture view every time we do our strategic planning for life – And as a recommendation for others who might be considering, how could I do that in my own life? I would say for us, every time we're making a decision and it feels like maybe money is the only driver of that decision, that is a wonderful indicator to say, whoa, stop. Is this the only thing I need to be considering right now? Or do I need to be considering other resources other returns? What am I actually trying to achieve here? And if money isn't actually the only desire, that return on investment isn't the only desire, and maybe it is more, I want better, I want more energy. I want better health. I want more time. Then those also have to be considered in that decision, decision-making process. And I love the, the point about 
seeing where your energy ebbs and flows because I think another thing to consider in this topic is that an investment like a, and putting putting money in does not always equal money out right and we talk about this a lot with like how we delegate things and get things off our plates and I even think about it with fitness right I have a lot of friends who will pay the 150 160 dollars a month to go to a CrossFit gym but they get community in return they get wellness and accountability in return right so like all these things that you think about how many times and maybe this is more of a generational thing but how many times have we heard our parents generation be like well I'll just fix that myself and then they spend all of this energy and all of this time and ends up maybe ending in arguments because the car's not fixed or something like that when that investment of like taking it to a mechanic if if it's something that fits into your budget and you can you can afford you do that to get the return of your time back, to get the return of your sanity, to get the return of using your car faster back. So like when you put money into things, it's not always you get things back out. And I think if you think about money specifically as the riff I'm going on now, that that you that input is going to be money in energy out or money in time out or money in connectedness out. And I even think about our house, which we've spoken numerous times about, right? I posted this the other day on Instagram when you brought this topic to me and I said, the house is the material output of the ROI, the return on intention. The intentions are bigger, right? It's gathering family and hosting friends and community, sharing the sanctuary with our people, me getting to immerse myself in this like very growth oriented process that I've been so craving and dreaming about for a long time designing this house for our family and our kids right there's so many more there's a whole list that we created before we went on this endeavor that were higher than the middle layer of like okay we need to get this finance and it's there's going to be money involved right and the return will be there but like the intentions are what i'm focusing on and that return is what i'm actually looking for actually that's a really great clarification and i appreciate you explaining Exploring that because what you just clarified also was return on intention means it's not money or time or anything in or out. It's being clear about what you're putting in and what you're intending to get out. So when we traditionally think about return on investment, we're almost always thinking about a financial investment and a financial return. But when we think about return on intention, it could be I'm going to put in effort and time to get a return of money. I'm going to put in, um, I'm going to put in money so that I get a return of community. All of it's, it's being clear from that 30,000 foot view of, and, and I'll bring it to my words. It's being clear about who you are, what you value most, what you truly want in life, and then understanding what that exchange can be with, with literally every decision in your life. It can be a big life decision. I'm going to do an, I'm going to have a new job. I'm going to acquire a business. I'm going to start my own business or, I just want to redesign my mornings or I want to maybe meet a new friend. I don't know what it is, but every single one of those decisions can be so focused on what am I putting in in order to what am I getting out and just being very clear about what those things are and then tethered to who you are and what you care about most in your life. Phil's giving me the thumbs up, so I guess that means we are wrapped up on this one and I appreciate that. Um, so thanks for exploring that topic with me 
and I'm excited to uh, regather next week. Again, if you have any questions or want to share any feedback with us, always get in touch with us and you'll have all those links and uh, handles in the outro, but um, we love connection and love to talk with people who are listening. So let us know. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us this week on another episode of the Unlocked Podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you want to learn more about the topics we discussed in today's episode and access more lifestyle design opportunities, you can visit owlandkey.co to learn more. Did you love this episode of the Unlocked Podcast? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's super appreciated and helps us continue to bring meaningful conversations and content to you every week. You can also find us on Instagram at owl underscore and underscore key on Facebook and on YouTube. We'd love to connect with you, so drop us a line at hello at owlandkey.co to share your thoughts on the show, topics you'd like us to cover, and recommend inspirational people you feel we should bring onto the show. Thanks for listening in, and we'll see you next week for another episode of Unlocked. Talk soon, my friends.